Is Kyrie Irving finally on his way to the Lakers this summer? Plus an update on LeBron James's health. And is King James really thinking of retiring this summer? We've got an update on that. Laker fam, we're not even a week into the offseason and there is already so much to talk about. So buckle up, we're getting right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker dad. Dad, it hasn't even been a week. I still haven't recovered from uh, that game four loss against the Denver Nuggets, but guess what? We got to move on because there are a million and one rumors and leading the charge is, of course, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Hannah, I have to chuckle a little bit. You know, every time I looked up at the at, when the Lakers were playing in the playoffs, Kyrie Irving was sitting in the stands watching the Lakers play. And I thought it was kind of odd. I mean, I don't know that players, you know, they maybe watch on TV or whatever, but going to the games, and Kyrie seemed to be in a lot of Laker games, a lot of Laker playoff games, and it seemed that every time he was there, D'Angelo Russell was not playing too well. So I don't know, Hannah. It sure looks like Kyrie wants to come to the Lakers, but the question is, can they pull it off? Yeah, you know, obviously there's no question that I think Kyrie wants to be a Laker. And I don't think there's any question that LeBron James wants Kyrie to be a Laker. Apparently LeBron has been very vocal that he wants to bring Kyrie, you know, the past two years, to be honest with you. So it definitely was interesting to uh, see him at pretty much every Laker home game. Now listen... Maybe a little controversial, Dad, because obviously Kyrie Irving is, you know, an amazing player. This past season averaged 27 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, is a superstar. But would he actually be the best and the smartest choice for the Lakers and their future if the Lakers decided to bring him on this summer? Yeah, Hannah, I don't think so, and I think most Laker fans don't. I mean, I'm sure you'll find those who do want him, but I I think most don't, and there's a variety of reasons why. Number one, you know, he does have an injury history. You know, he's not always available, and even when he's healthy, you know, sometimes he just doesn't feel like playing, and he decides not to show up. I mean, he's just got a really checkered pass for the last two or three seasons, and, you know, then again, There's also the question of whether the Lakers can afford him because, as we know, Rob Palenka has gone out of his way to make it look like everybody's coming back from last year and is going to be on the team next year. But that certainly is not going to happen if Kyrie Irving joins the Lakers because he's going to eat up the rest of the cap space. Exactly. And, you know, that's my biggest concern as well with bringing Kyrie is that let's say we bring Kyrie in, Dad. All of a sudden, we kind of find ourselves in that same situation that we were in with Russell Westbrook where we have three superstars, but then – We lack the depth. We don't have a deep roster. We don't have our role players because how the heck are we going to be able to afford Kyrie's huge contract, LeBron, AD, re-sign Austin, re-sign Rui, re-sign these other guys? It's just, it's impossible. Yeah, Hannah, it just, it seems like a real long shot. I mean, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I'm going to say it's a real long shot. And again, not only is it a question of could they make it work out dollars and cents wise, but you know, can they really fit him in the team? Does it make a lot of sense if they're not going to have a lot of cap space? Remember, the Lakers are not the Clippers. They don't. The Steve Ballmer is not their owner. You know, the guys up in Golden State who have all the money in the world. That that's not the Lakers. The Lakers, you know, you know, really don't have as much money as some other teams. And there's no way that Genie Bus is going to go into that that new luxury cap, which is very, very punitive if you get over it. So I don't know. Rob Plink is going to have a lot of, you know, mixing and matching to do this summer, a lot to try to work out. 
I just feel that Kyrie Irving coming to the Lakers is a real, real long shot. And frankly, Hannah, I don't think it's in their best interest. I tend to agree with you, Dad. But, you know, one of the other biggest question marks for the Lakers is what's going to happen with D'Angelo Russell? Right now, it's being reported that they're not going to be offering him that max contract extension. You know, obviously, D'Lo's looking for that four-year upwards of a $100 million contract. And I don't think... I hate to be, you know, kind of a negative here, but I don't think he deserves that. And I don't think there's many teams out there who are going to to offer that to him. And I don't think the Lakers are certainly going to offer that. But, Dad, if they don't bring D'Angelo Russell back, we are going to have to go out there and get another point guard. So who else could we even look at? Well, Hannah, you're exactly right. Uh, this D'Angelo Russell thing is is one of the most interesting issues in the offseason for the Lakers. It was announced just yesterday that they are not going to be giving him the Supermax extension that they could otherwise do, which was you got a, just a ton of money over two years. Uh, so they're not going to do that. But that doesn't necessarily mean they don't want to sign him again if it's the right price. And, of course, the big issue is you know, if D'Angelo goes out into the marketplace and he is an unrestricted free agent – what are other teams going to offer? It's kind of hard to tell. I mean, look, he's been bouncing around to five and six teams already in his relatively short career. You know, he, he was up and down with the Lakers since he joined them at the trade deadline. He certainly did not play well for the most part in the playoffs and was really disastrous in the in the Denver game. You know, so, uh, you know, I, I think there's a scenario where, where D'Angelo Russell is back next year, but it's really, really iffy. And certainly not if the Lakers are going to have to overpay to get him. Yeah, especially because he was so inconsistent during the playoffs. Uh, you know, especially in in the last series, he didn't even start. You know, so huge demotion for D'Lo. Obviously, he's got a lot of downside as well. You know, struggles with injuries. He just was incapable of staying healthy for us for any sort of, you know, long period of time. Obviously, struggled a lot during the postseason. So there's also reports, Dad, that him and LeBron didn't necessarily get along that well. So I think it's interesting. I think now if, if D'Lo kind of goes out there on the market, I don't think he's going to get a four-year hundred million dollar contract from anyone to be honest with you but I think that if he's willing to accept maybe like a two-year 40 million dollar contract that could give the Lakers some more flexibility to then bring on some of our other guys obviously re-sign Austin re-sign Rui Um, I'm sure they could try to fit back in you know Lonnie Walker Jared Vanderbilt and then they could try to kind of run it back with this same squad that they had this past season yeah Hannah I mean I'm not necessarily opposed to bringing back D'Angelo Russell under the right circumstances I know a lot of Laker fans don't want him back. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, again, you know, with Russell, he can either shoot you into the game or shoot you out of the game. You never know what it's going to be from night to night, but he still has value at the right price. And I think two years, $40 million, I think that's something the Lakers would probably think about seriously. But the two-year extension that he was eligible for is for considerably more money than that. And D'Angelo Russell, to me, looks like the guy who's going to go to the highest bidder. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, he's playing for the love of the game or the love of the team. I think he wants the money, and whoever pays him the most is going to get him. I just don't know what his market's going to be out there. It'll be very, very fascinating to see. But you're right, Hannah. If he doesn't come back, the Lakers absolutely have to get a point guard. Could it be Kyrie Irving? Maybe, but there's some other point guards. Trey Young showed up to a couple of Laker playoff games. Uh, I think he would love to be on the Lakers. I'm not sure if they want him. And this could be the year that Damian Lillard gets traded. Well, you know, I would do absolutely 
anything for Damian Lillard. For completely forget what I said about how we don't want three superstars and no depth. If Damian Lillard wants to come to LA, I will personally go hand him that contract. I don't care if we just have three players on this entire roster. I will be okay with it if it's Damian Lillard. I know my Laker fan listening knows that Damian is my favorite player. Uh, in the NBA right now, and I've wanted him to be a Laker for a really long time. But unfortunately, Dad, I think uh, Lillard coming to the Lakers may be a long shot. But also, you know, if you would have told me back before we signed LeBron James and Anthony Davis that we would have had those two guys, I would have thought you were crazy as well. So with the Lakers, you just never know. Really, anything could happen. But, yeah, Dad, it's definitely going to be really, really interesting. I think the biggest factor is... What happens with the D'Angelo Russell? And my concern is, is that if he does go, which I agree with you, I think he will go to the highest bidder. I think D'Lo is definitely looking for the the money. Um, if he does go to the highest bidder and that's not going to be the Lakers, that uh, the Lakers panic and then they go and sign Kyrie. Because I don't think that would be uh, the best thing for the Lakers future. But I do think the biggest question mark really does revolve around D'Angelo Russell and uh, what he decides to do. I don't think the Lakers can do anything really until he makes his decision. But Dad, I want to move on to, I guess, technically the second biggest question mark, LeBron James. Obviously, uh, after the Game 4 loss, the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, LeBron, very emotional, said, you know, he still has a lot of thinking to do, uh, whether or not he was even going to come back and play in the NBA next season. There has been some more updates, some more positive updates, as I think a lot of people kind of assumed. The reports are that he will be coming back next season and he will be in the purple and gold. I don't really think too many people were that concerned about that. But, Dad, there's also a lot of uh, reports that LeBron is going to have to have surgery on his ankles and that foot, that he was really playing with the torn tendon in that foot throughout the entire playoff. So this is definitely going to be a really important recovery offseason for LeBron. Yeah, obviously, Hannah, uh, LeBron is always, as long as he's on the Lakers, he's going to be the engine that drives the train. And uh, they need him to be at top shape. You know, he's already going to be 39 years old next year. You know, and that's a scary number when you're a basketball player. But God, he sure played well as a 38 year old. So you know, let let's see what can happen. But he's got to be in good health. And you know, there are lots of reports about his ankles and his feet. And you know, when you're a basketball player, you got to run up and down the court. It's really hard to play when you're less than 100 percent with your ankles and your feet. So. If he's going to have the surgery, I expect he's going to have it sooner rather than later because obviously the Lakers are not going to have quite as long an off season this year as they did last year when they didn't make the playoffs. You know, we're only uh, June, July, August, four, you know, four months off season this year as opposed to close to six months they had last year. So if LeBron's going to have that surgery, I would expect him to have it soon so he'll have plenty of time to recuperate. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And Dad, also, I'm really not mad about the, the shortened off season because it's only been a week and I'm already kind of like tweaking. I don't really know what to do with myself. I'm so used to every other night watching the Lakers. And, you know, now I just feel I have nothing to do. So definitely uh, very excited for basketball to return, although we have a few months. But you're completely right. You know, it's a shorter offseason. So whatever LeBron decides to do, if he does have surgery, which I think he will, it's going to have to happen uh, very soon. And, Dad, at the end of the day, even though technically this is the Laker offseason, there really is no offseason for the purple and gold. There's going to be so many rumors. So, Laker fam, buckle up because we are just getting started. Obviously, Laker Dad and I will have all of the latest breaking news and stories for you guys, keeping you updated on all things purple and gold. But let me know, who would you rather have on the Lakers next season? Would you rather have D'Angelo Russell 
Or would you rather have Kyrie Irving? You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Oh, okay, Hannah. I was just going to say, you know, you should never down downplay the Lakers offseason because there's tons of exciting stuff coming up. The NBA draft is in less than a month. And remember, the Lakers have two draft picks, including a mid-first-round draft pick this year. So there's already lots of names that are being thrown around and some really good young players that we might be able to get. Lakers haven't really participated much in the draft the last two or three years, so this is going to be exciting. Then free agency starts right after that. We're going to see what the Lakers choose to do with some of the players they have a team option on. And then, of course, we have Summer League. Uh, Max Christie, who the Lakers are counting on to be an important part of their future, has announced he's going to play in Summer League. Uh, and then, you know, in free agency and trades go on all season. So it's, it's going to be a relatively quick offseason with a lot of action. And Hannah, I imagine you're going to be right there at every step of the way to keep everybody informed. Yeah, absolutely. You really love the offseason. I actually think that you maybe like the offseason more than you like the regular season just because you love all the drama. You love all the tea. But Laker fam, like my dad said, there is going to be so much going on this offseason. So get excited because we're just getting started. But until next time, Laker hand and Laker dad are out. Bye, everyone.